even if someone's doing better than us, it doesn't make us insignificant, doesn't make us not as important. And I think as women, that is a beautiful kind of tribe to create. Welcome to the Powerfully On Purpose podcast, a podcast for the young and inspired to come and learn from some of the most elevated entrepreneurs in their industry, to hear what they've done to step into a life powerfully on purpose. I'm your host, Maggie Tilly, a former uninspired workaholic who left her nine to five at the age of 22 to step into educating and supporting ambitious business owners and leaders on how to embody their power, cultivate confidence, and elevate into a life of impact and choice. Each week, I'll be introducing you to some insane guests who will share their story of what it took for them to start living their life powerfully on purpose. Here at the Powerfully On Purpose community, we are devoted to educating and supporting you while you take the next steps towards the life you've always dreamt of. I can tell that you're committed to your growth and your vision by simply being here. So I'm not going to let you sit around any longer. Let's get into this episode, hey? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Powerfully On Purpose podcast. Today I have Katie Hales with me. She is a mother of five and a caretaker to four dogs and is an essential part of a large-scale dairy farm that supports a charitable cause donating millions of dollars in New Zealand. Her life is a absolute crazy whirlwind and it's amazing to watch. She works in diverse, has worked in diverse fields such as accounting, events management and supporting women's refuge. She now manages a dairy farm, like I mentioned, and is breeding pedigree American Bulldogs in her rare spare moments, we'll say. (laughs) Her story is one of courage and determination, breaking free from a predefined path to create her own destiny, finding true love After a marriage breakdown, she and her partner now oversee a multi-million dollar operation and she's embarked on a mission to empower women through her business, Align. At Align, Katie's dedicated to guiding women towards self-love, self-worth and aligned life. Her transformational journey has led her to the soul-aligned mindset space where she empowers women to break free from limiting beliefs and align with her soul's purpose. What I love most about Katie, though, is that she is so hardworking and determined to create a life not only for herself but the women that are also around her and her family. And I'm really excited for this conversation because even when she sent me through some information for a little bit of a bio on herself and while I was looking through her socials, I actually learned a lot about what she does, who she is, what she's driven by and what her vision is. So I'm really excited to have you on here today, Katie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Maggie. Like I said, I am, yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes. We mentioned just before, like I have nothing planned for this podcast. So we're just going to see where it goes, see where your knowledge takes us and where your story and journey takes us as well. And with that being said, I would love to know a little bit more about younger you and the maybe pivotal moment or a little bit of a story that kind of led you to where you are today on this journey of helping women, helping yourself and your family and growing such an incredible life for those that are around you. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah, so I thought I had a pretty cruisy life, um, even though I work really hard alongside my partner and obviously raising a lot of kids is is a hard, well, it's not hard, it's quite rewarding, but it's busy. Um, mm-hmm. um, for me, I think 
my journey started around 30. Um, I had a baby. I was extremely overweight and I kind of fell into the right gym at the right time. And throughout my physical transformation process there, I fell in love with bodybuilding and I ended up competing about a year later. Um, loved the journey, hated the stage, wasn't for mm -hmm. me, but it was my, you know, it was my sport that I loved and I fell in love with. And I continued to train and I'm quite um, inquisitive. I like to know why for everything. So mm -hmm. for my own purpose, I did my Cert 3 and 4 and I did um, performance nutrition coaching, level 1, 2 and 3, um, really just because I wanted to know why I was doing what I was doing and how it could benefit. It was never with the intention of starting a business. And then I kind of looked around me and I saw that people were struggling. So I knew that with what I had learned, I could help people. And so I thought, oh, I'll just create this little business where I can help people. And it sort of puts into practice what I've learned. And I watched it grow and I was like, actually, you know what? I could do this. Um, I've been dedicated to the kids for so many years. I've been dedicated to this incredible business that we run here. Um, and I've done so many incredible things in my life that have really lit me up. But I've always known that my passion and my purpose was to help people. Um, so off I went and I started um, a line training and nutrition that was called Back Then. And I loved it. I loved empowering women to make really good choices and work towards their physical goals without um, working from a place of punishment, you know, teaching them to honor themselves and, and give themselves the tools so they can continue to make good choices for themselves and achieve their goals in a healthy manner, ideally. Um, and then I picked up a handful of bodybuilding clients and, and that's still something that I do. I'll always have a little group of women that I coach to stage because it is a passion and I'm lucky enough to be um, aligned with the ICN here in New Zealand and I sponsor their wellness division. But what I really recognized throughout that journey and my own personal development journey and getting in touch with my inner world and my spirituality was that there's so many women who are self-sabotaging what they want and um, it finally clicked to me one day what was going on and I was like I need to help these women on a deeper level um, you know we there's so many brilliant incredible training and nutrition coaches in the world whether it's in person or in the online space and literally you can pick up your phone and find 50 of them straight away but women are never going to achieve the results they're looking for in a physical sense if they don't start to recognize their worth in holding that result um so i identified that throughout their journey they would get to a sticking point and that's self-sabotage um, and it would become a vicious cycle for them mm -hmm. and so i was like why can't these women have both you know the belief in themselves of how worthy they are increase their self-value of, of how they're seeing themselves and help them internally so that then they can get that external result they're looking for and know that they're worthy to hold it long-term and break that cycle of, I call it the vortex of doom. Mm. 
So that's, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I came to be where I'm at. And um, I love it. I love being able to help women identify that they're actually not broken mm. and they have a lot to offer the world and they are unique, you know, and create a little bit more freedom in their lives from that toxic thinking that they're, a lot of them are preconditioned to think that way, you know, but they don't know what they don't know until someone helps them. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, I said that was interesting just before because that is a very similar journey to how I got into the mindset work with being like with PT being my, being my background and then recognizing the limitations that some people had with either getting the goal or maintaining it right and then coming back mm-hmm. to the belief and I'm curious about your uh, experience with this and working with so many people around this is there common themes that you find people have in relation to these beliefs like is there um when someone comes to you how are you recognizing them if that makes sense so like a commonality yeah so the first thing that I generally pick up on is their language like how they're speaking about themselves and 99 out of 100 women will come and go I really just don't like the way I look and I feel like this and I feel like that and I hate looking in the mirror and you know like I'll be happy when Mm. and they think they associate happiness with the outcome they're looking for Um, and that yeah so the language and what they think they're going to achieve is really all you need to know as a coach in this space because Mm -hmm. if you can pick up on those things straight away you know generally what they're coming from an angle of self-punishment and you can as a coach like in the training and nutrition space or as a PT you can get them the physical result but all of a sudden they get it and they're still not happy they're still not feeling fulfilled and so they either continue to punish themselves thinking they've got to lose a little bit more weight or oh screw it I've worked this hard and I'm still not happy so they lose it and it's it's so they spend so much of their lifetime in that cycle and so while they're there they're really not seeing how beautiful the world around them is and a lot of them don't know that happiness is meant to come from within that the happiness they find in the external world is just a bonus it's not true happiness Hmm. that makes sense and if there's someone listening right now who maybe can recognize they were in a past pattern like this or they currently are in a past in a pattern like this that they can really relate to what you're saying around maybe saying these things in their head or um, actually externally around the goals that they want whether it because we're talking about nutrition and fitness goals right now right but this can be used for any kind of goal in life not just fitness and nutrition so what are maybe two one or two things that these people can do before they um, reach out for external help because I'm re- I recognize that there are aspects that sometimes or most of the time we need external help to actually move through or understand or even recognize within ourselves but if they already recognize a couple of things what are one or two things that they could take from this episode and start implementing to allow them the space to finally start believing 
that they are worthy or that they are capable? Yeah, so I think um, really looking at the belief systems that they have in any area of life and what they want to do or what they think they can't do, right? Um, Because we have these preconditioned set of beliefs that we come out of childhood with. It's often what we've learned from our parents, our external environments. And so if they can raise their level of self-awareness to start looking at what thoughts and behaviours are stopping them from achieving anything, not just the training and nutrition, like, like we're talking their life, you know, like there's so much out there for them. If they can recognise those limiting beliefs through their own self-awareness, then they're automatically going to be really set to move forward and change their belief patterns Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where they're eventually going to get so far and they're going to reach out for help because that's deep that's internal and it's so set you know it's our body saying our mind sorry our subconscious mind saying we want to keep you safe and familiar is safe so we're just going to stay here and anything else is too scary um and my other key thing is self-compassion like we beat out as women we beat ourselves up we are our own worst enemies like we are our biggest critics Mm -hmm. and we need to stop that so if women can learn to catch the thoughts and really give themselves permission to forgive themselves for even having thought like that in the past but give themselves permission to create a new thought that actually aligns with what it is they're wanting to achieve, then they're already starting to create a little bit of momentum to go forward. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So with that being said, now they've got those tools and they're able to now move forward however they choose to with that. When it comes to bodybuilding as a, as a, specific I'm actually really curious on your take because I've had someone on here already who has done like on the podcast who has done bodybuilding themselves and I asked for their like perception and perspective on the bodybuilding and then the mindset and how they kind of intertwine and maybe some potential issues within the industry that are now being really looked at and improved over time But when, like a couple of years ago, when I was getting into fitness a lot more, I kind of saw bodybuilding as potentially harmful towards mindset aspect because it is such a discipline, Mm -hmm. which is, it has its benefits, right? But it is such a discipline and there can be unhealthy habits or behaviors created from such strict and, um, strict regimen and like constant having to get up and do all these things every day. And it kind of, that's how beliefs are created, right? It's continuous um, action or or hearing things. And I'm sure this is something you probably um, help your clients with, but how does someone who steps into this injury end up at the end or during their journey actually being okay and not affected so heavily by the potential uh, negatives of the industry yeah that's a re- like it's a really good subject Maggie and we could probably talk about that one for hours but in a broad way of speaking you're right like there are a lot of risks associated in a physical mental and emotional well-being 
kind of perspective in the industry. I think in my experience, what I've seen is a, a lot of my bodybuilding clients come to me off the back end of really dangerous prep and comp, and mm -hmm. their health has been severely compromised. Um, I can't speak for all coaches. Like there are some incredible coaches in the industry um, with far more knowledge than me. But what I will say is, that what I recognize, particularly here in New Zealand, is we have a lot of coaches who are willing to do whatever it takes, including compromise an athlete's health to build their own portfolio you know, as a coach, um, which is really unfortunate. And it puts these women through the grinder. And if like, it takes them a long time to come out the other end and a lot of them are potentially clients who should never have competed in the first place or their coach should have said, we need to work more on your mental health and your emotional well-being before we put you on stage. Because the reality of a competition is if you are not so secure in yourself that other people's judgments don't matter, you are going to stand on a stage and be judged for how you look. Now, again, we're our own worst critics. We judge ourselves harshly enough. So you add on the, uh, a panel of judges who maybe place you fourth or fifth or last, you know, and it becomes another external reason that women, or and there will be men as well, that can beat themselves up for being not good enough. I think as a coach, if you're coaching athletes, you need to make every decision with their health being number one. Like, if will this compromise health? Is this good for health? Um, you need to be so transparent with your clients so that they can make a choice. Like, ultimately, it is their choice. And if they choose to compete, my job is to get them to stage as healthy as possible and in the best condition we can in the time frame we've got. The... It can be done. Like there are some people who are so confident in themselves and they are totally down for the experience and some who are just super competitive and they're like, whatever it takes, right? So as a coach, it can be really um, fulfilling to coach bodybuilders because they will literally tick the boxes. Like if you tell them do ABC, they will do ABC and they will do it as well as they can because they've got, that tunnel vision of that outcome in mind. So they can be really easy to coach, but when you put in, they get so fatigued, their bodies are literally fighting them every step of the way. In my opinion, every part of their health suffers for that. Mm. It does. So even as the most secure person, you're going to take a hit and it is a coach's job to wrap that athlete up in support and do what is right for them and support them. And I think coming out of comp, the need for that is even greater. It really is yeah. because coming out of comp, you can, a lot of athletes or competitors won't follow their plan to reverse out of a comp and their health can be compromised at that point too. So 
you need to be really transparent and explain to them like you've got to you've got to educate them if someone's going to go to that extreme with their body you've you've got to have their back and you've got to tell them so that they can make an empowered choice but it can be if you are in the industry and you are there for the experience you can have a lot of fun like I love the environment there are a lot of amazing friendships here in New Zealand. We have the ICN. It's like a great big family. Um, so there's, there's a lot of positives there, but it is physically and emotionally really challenging. Mm. I can imagine. Yeah, I can absolutely imagine. And when you were explaining all of that to me, I was actually, what came up was the curiosity around your experience with the bodybuilding industry and potentially looking at how the discipline of everything within there relates to the discipline of life or the discipline of business or what are some like lessons you've actually learned that you've been able to take from bodybuilding into other areas of your life and really allow that to flourish? Yeah, so I think eliminating unnecessary chaos in life Mm -hmm. right because we all have busy lives so it's what part of our lives are really impacting our ability to move forward same for a bodybuilder if they've got a lot of external noise that doesn't align with the mission it's just creating conflict and they can't move forward in a really clear and precise manner so that would be my number one um I think one of the most beautiful lessons I've learned from the bodybuilding industry is that you can stand on stage next to someone in a competition and still support each other. It's really beautiful to see that we have a culture of women. I speak to women because I only coach women, but I Mm -hmm. I also see it in the guys as well. We have this culture of women who celebrate the crap out of each other. And I think as women, we should be doing that in all parts of life. You know, we see it. We see it on stages. We see it in, you know, the work that we do, like celebrating everything with each other because I think we're we're taught to downplay our achievements. But we can band together and celebrate it with one another, even if, someone's doing better than us it doesn't make us insignificant doesn't make us not as important and I think as women that is a beautiful kind of tribe um to create Mm. that's beautiful and you're right like just because someone else may be succeeding more doesn't make you insignificant that's a huge lesson that's like yeah such a beautiful reminder yeah and we can honor each other yeah that's that landed. I love that a lot, actually. A lot. That's so cool. So it's interesting to be able to recognize the different areas in life can then in turn bring us lessons in other areas of life. And through your journey of, you said you still help people with bodybuilding now and you still have clients with that, but you've also transitioned your business a lot um, in the last six months. And I would love to kind yeah. of hear a little bit more about what sparked the transition and what you're actually transitioning into compared to where you were? Yeah, so 
What sparked the transition was sort of what I touched on earlier, like that recognition of I could easily help women change their bodies. That was easy, but it wasn't helping them to be happy and it wasn't helping them to see what incredible human beings they were, right? They mm-hmm. they just would come, get to the end of their however long they'd signed up for and they had made these physical changes, which are great. We celebrate those. Like we celebrate at Align, we celebrate everything. Um, but they were still feeling so unfulfilled, you know, and they were still drowning under the pressure of life and I was like right okay why is this and I, and I came to that big realization like these women don't have self-worth so they're not prioritizing their like internal and external well-being and so I need to like really think about how I'm coaching these women so that they can get the external result while building a better relationship with their internal world as well And I started doing that and like, I love coaching my clients. I love each and every one of them. I have built beautiful friendships. We have great relationships. And I was like, I feel so fulfilled. This is something I would do even if I didn't get paid for it. Like even if there was no like financial transaction there, like this is, I just woke up one morning. I was like, this is what you're meant to be doing, Katie. Like after all these years of knowing you're meant to be helping people in some way, this is Mm. it. And so I made the choice to pivot my business. Um, And that was really scary. You know, like I'm not a influencer. I'm not widely known. Um, So the audience I had in terms of running an online business still wasn't what you'd consider large. So it was really scary to think that while I'd been delivering this message of fitness and nutrition, now I'm going to confuse the absolute shit of my audience with a different message. So I had a lot of fear around how I would be perceived. And I was really lucky to have the backing of some incredible coaches and friends who supported me through that transition. Um, and that's still going, you know, like it takes a long time to establish a business, let alone pivot it and establish it as something else. Mm. But I know now that what I'm doing is exactly what I need to be doing. Yes, there are challenges. I, because I, integrity is one of my highest values. I, like was very straight up with each and every one of my clients and I told them what I was doing and I said for as long as you want to stay with me I will continue coaching you and if you leave and you want to come back in a training and nutrition space I will make space for you because I have that relationship with you and I place big importance on the relationship you have with your clients and trust Mm. like they know they can trust you they know that you know them, you know their bodies, you know what they like and dislike. And, and yeah, you know, we're not super trusting. So if they know it's a safe space to come back into and they want that guidance, I will always do it. Um, and I would hope to always have a small little handful of my bodybuilding clients um, because that is like outside of helping people, that's one of my passion projects, I would say. Um, Mm. but I do not actively market to training and nutrition anymore yeah yeah 
I um I really like that you touched on that you just woke up one day and you realized it was what you wanted to do and you just listened like you trust mm. yourself so much that you're like you know what this is not what I'm currently doing I'm going to pivot I'm going to make it work and it may take a little while and it feels a little bit scary but you know what if I like I don't know what maybe was going through here but you may like if I don't do this then what kind of perspective yeah. and that is something to admire for starters it's also a bit of a permission piece for others to just yeah learn to trust not only the externals of what may happen but themselves like if you can find trust in yourself that no matter what decision you make as long as it feels aligned to what you want to do and you trust yourself you'll make it work and yeah I can imagine that wasn't just something that you learned to do one day it was like mm-hmm. this, this journey, right? It's always a journey. Yep. And for anyone who's maybe listening or wondering whether or not they should or could go after the thing that they want to do, do you have like one piece of advice that you maybe gave yourself or that you know helped you to make that leap and that decision for those people that can relate? Yeah. I think if you have that inner knowing that you really want to do something or you feel so called to do something, you do it. You just mm. take whatever step you believe is right and and you rely on that trust that you spoke about, Maggie, <clears throat> and you trust that if at first it doesn't work out, it's not a failure. It's just an opportunity for you to like find a different way, right? And mm-hmm. through every trial and tribulation, we learn lessons. So we will only be as defeated as we allow ourselves to be. And I think, you know, I do believe that we are all here to add value to humanity. And if you have an inkling or a calling to do something that is going to benefit other people, but you let fear hold you back, then you're doing a disservice to the people that you could help mm-hmm. and guide and support. So I think we're all here to hold space for each other. And sometimes we just really need to dive into that courageous action and, like you say, trust. Trust that it will be what it is meant to be. Mm-hmm. And and there will be, I think it's also important that we tell people because that can be really scary to listen to, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I think one of the biggest things we can say is you will get along the road and it'll get bumpy and you'll want to bail out, you know, like, and I still have moments like that where I'm like, ah, you know, and, and maybe it's just too hard, but I'm really lucky that I have people that pull me into line and if I don't get myself there and I just keep going and I keep going. And if something doesn't work, I try, I try a different way. I try another way, you know, and, and we get there in the end. And throughout all of that, we learn so much about running a business, but so much about ourselves. Mm. Because like you say, it's always a journey. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, I really just really enjoy these conversations and the bits that resonate with I think I say this probably nearly every episode, but whatever I hear on an episode, it's exactly what I need to hear. And it's so bizarre, but it's, of course, like, of course it happens that way. 
and it's just, it's just interesting to note the little bits of like information and even if it's just one word like I started reading a book yesterday last night and three pages in I got exactly what I needed from it because I was just like open to receiving what it is that I needed to hear and I know in the past I I listened to all the podcasts I I read all the books because I thought I had to listen to them all and read them all and when I just shifted my perspective from looking out for the one thing that I need everything started Mm. to change so like what you're you're saying is just the all landing for me so I know that if someone is out there listening and they're just listening for the one thing like they'll get exactly what they need from this episode and it's just really beautiful it's a really great thing to reiterate and just reflect on so thank you for that share that was awesome loved it yeah no that's cool and thank you for your reflection because you know the one thing if I'm ever feeling a bit shaky or, um, you know, like a little bit of self-doubt because we are humans and no matter how Mm. resilient we are, we're still going to have these. I just, like, I I have this unshakable, undeniable faith in the universe to give me the one, what I need to know, right? So my question is always what universe, like what do I need to know? Mm. What do I need to know right now? And it gives me the answer and off I go, you know, and I think just be like, yeah, again, coming back to the trust, you find the thing you you need and you trust that it's right. And off you go, you make a plan with that. Mm, definitely. So there's, there's so much information out there. Like even me creating an episode every single week, like the hundreds of other people creating an episode on a pod, like a podcast, the information is just circulating. There's so much of it and it's so beautiful. And it's, some would say it's it's needed, like the continuation of sharing and implementing and guiding and sharing all the knowledge and wisdom and all of that. But it's also a very easy spiral to get yourself caught in of the constant learning and um, never implementing because there's that missing link that you trust you know exactly what you need to know to do the thing or to Mm. create the ripple effect or start the movement or whatever it might be. And, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. My last question for you, Katie, is if we were to go back to a younger version of you, prior to you starting um, the your first business in the nutrition and fitness and going into all of that, if we were to go back prior to that and you were able to just have a conversation with yourself back then, what's one thing that you would like to discuss or tell them or share mm-hmm. with them? I think I would love to share the lesson of just being so much more conscious like I just floated through life doing my thing unconsciously not even you know considering future or considering how I could be creating impact or like I was Mm. just doing my thing Maggie I was just living my best life or what I thought was my best life and I've really come a long way in the fact that I no longer think what if or if I had of you know like my journey has been my journey to get me here and I'm so very grateful for it but 
if I could go back, it would be like really start making an impact from younger. You know, I think we are so blessed to live in a time where people are becoming more conscious and people are becoming more aware and people are starting to get more curious about what else there is for them in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'm so grateful to be a part of that movement in this world. But for me, I'm like, you know, like if I had have done it 20 years ago, that still would have been way more cooler because then I would have had an extra 20 years of living in this fantastic way of being. Um, Mm. A beautiful mentor of mine taught me once, you know, like we're we're human beings. We're not human doings. And I just existed. I, I didn't know how to be a human being. And I think that's one of the greatest lessons I've learned in life. Uh, being conscious and just being yeah that's beautiful and I love that we get to end that there so with that being said how can people stay connected with you Katie how can they join your world see what you're about maybe come say hi where can they find you yeah that'd be awesome like I welcome everyone um I love connecting with women so um, align.coaching on Instagram and Katie Hales on Facebook. Amazing. Thank you so much yeah. again for all of this and for not only coming on and sharing everything that you have shared and your experience, but also allowing that space of reflection as well. I really appreciated this conversation and everything that you had to share today. It's been amazing. Thank you for the opportunity, Maggie. It's been beautiful to be here. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode as much as we loved creating it, we'd love your support in helping us grow the show. The more you talk about this podcast, the more people who will know we exist and the more impact we'll be able to create, right? So if you could hit that follow button and share today's episode with a friend or on your socials so we can work together to help support each other to really step into that powerfully on purpose life that we all desire. Thank you again, have an epic week and keep being you.